Good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, whenever y'all are tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number nine of Ruthless Talk. Welcome back. Today is it's not Saturday, but it is <laughs> it's Sunday. So unfortunately, of course, guys, like we mentioned before, you know, due to our schedules, there's times where you know we're gonna have to you know move shows to different days. So unfortunately, <clears throat> this weekend was one of those days. But hey, we're still gonna get this review out to you guys, even though when it's still Absolutely. still fresh enough. Um, you know, from two nights ago from uh, from SmackDown. So, yes, it is Sunday uh, and we are going to go over Friday night SmackDown from this past Friday, man, which was January 20th, 2023, man. So, yeah, back to back shows where you're seeing our beautiful faces, by the way. It's like, well, this is <laughs> right? this is interesting, right? But yeah, man. Um, so so pretty much, guys, no, no cold open for the show, man. We're pretty much kind of just dive right into the show, man. So. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of listeners out there, guys, that are getting used to the fact how very critical I am, how very <laughs> negative, I guess you want to put in there and just very, but guys, I'm actually very, very happy about this show this past Friday. Now, outside of, of some of the, the tournament matches, which were kind of just filler, and we're going to get to all of that in just a few moments, but yeah. if if you take all of that out of the equation, Brian, this was a really entertaining show. And that just goes to show mm-hmm. you, man, that like we talk all about, you know, having great matches, right? And great competition and bangers and all that great stuff, right? And this goes to show you, man, like you don't need hardly any of that. Yes, I understand that you need good wrestling in order to produce a good wrestling show. But Mm -hmm. in order to do that, you need storylines. You need wrestlers that we care about and that we can get invested in. And they really put a lot of stock and effort um, into, for the most part, which which was this whole Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, and the bloodline angle, which was just throughout the show, man, just, you know, the flow of it from start to finish. Exactly, Brian. Just absolutely just so well Mm -hmm. done. You had Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight, which was just wacky in the most brilliant, amazing ways. And we're going to get to that as well, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just just, you know, of course, you know, m- my thoughts are, you know, with the whole tournament thing, you know, is just a, whole, a completely different story. But but yeah, man, like and, and Brian, I, I feel like, you know, you, you you can probably agree with me with this as well as Smackdown is not only just carrying the WWE on its shoulders, but professional wrestling as a whole. You know, we talked about AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday mm-hmm. and just how just everything was just so lackluster. You All you just saw was great matches. You know, you have a few moments, you know, in maybe other promotions like, you know, with TNA when they had their, their pay-per-view um, a few weeks ago. I think it was Hard to Kill, I believe the uh-huh. name was. You have moments with Mercedes Monet in, in New Japan and uh, her upcoming match soon with Kyrie. But it's guys, it's been SmackDown, man, has really been holding the fort with the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and LA Knight, Bray Wyatt, just in those names in general has just. KO. And Kevin, absolutely. Yeah. Kevin Owens, who's who's done his part tremendously. Paul mm-hmm. Heyman, I can go on and on and on. Yeah. And yeah, man, just SmackDown is just. It is that superior show. 
Um, but yeah, Brian, your thoughts about just SmackDown as a whole and, uh, you know, whether you agree that, you know, this show is pretty much carrying professional wrestling on its back right now. Floor is yours, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you could definitely make that argument, uh, make a case for that. And, um, you know, just off the top, yeah, I, I might tend to agree with that. I, I have written down here that, you know, particularly this last, you know, uh, Friday show, um, for me, that was the best show I've seen from start to finish from either – you know, uh, granted, I haven't much watched much ROH, but I'm talking mainly just WWE and AEW. Uh, but yeah, that was the best show I've seen in months from either company, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, just a totally, you know, we'll go through it, get into it here. But yeah, just a great show throughout. I like there was a lot of segments that I really liked. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of segments that I really liked. And uh yeah, interested to get into uh, talk about it, man. Because yeah, it was really good for sure. Yeah, and and I can't help but think, but like, you know, obviously, you know, WWE still has its holes. WWE still has its problems. Oh yeah, and that's why I just think like you have, you have these two great storylines that's going on <clears throat> right now with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight, and then you have the Bloodline and Sami Zayn and Roman and all those other characters. Imagine Brian, if you were to take another two to three more stories that, that involves mainly in the, in the, uh, you know, the mid card. Mm -hmm. Imagine what this show can be. If yeah. you take, if you take, if you take all of the stuff that happened in this tournament, which is just so weird. And again, we're going to get to that in just a second. And you replace that with an actual mid card, you know, roster with storylines mm -hmm. and great characters, guys like Gunther, and, you know, Ricochet, Braun Strowman, whatever name you want to throw out there, imagine what this show can be. Now, I understand gone are the days of, of the Attitude Era, the 80s, the 90s, and even the early 2000s. But, dude, this show can still be, and this company has proven time and time again, as much as we are, like, baffled and just frustrated <laughs> of what this company is producing, they still, every now and then, give you a lot of good stuff. And that's why, for me, Brian, like, it's just so frustrating when I have to review shows like Monday Night Raw and just how lackluster, lazy, and just redundant the booking is. <clears throat> when I look over to SmackDown, it's just like this company still has, you know, still has it to produce, you know, at least decent to good quality shows. And again, it's just it just frustrates me that, you know, you'll see a glimpse glimmer of good. But yeah. For the most part, there's just a whole lot of negatives and a whole lot of stuff that still needs to be cleaned up. But. And just real quick, like, I also feel like, you know, now with uh, McMahon being back, it's like, man, like, I don't want to give him credit. Like, if if he's right, because this was a damn good show, man, like, it, yeah. it really, really was. And God, I, I don't, you know, I don't know who I don't know who was writing the show, if it was McMahon, whatever. But, oh, man, I just don't want to I don't want to personally, you know, but yeah. <laughs> that's well, good shit, this, pal. You know you know uh, yeah good shit that's right it's good shit damn it <laughs> but yeah no listen here's the look with vince mcmahon right you know the one thing i will say about vince is that you know yes there, there's just certain wrestlers that he just doesn't want to be pushed there's just certain yeah wrestlers that he just doesn't really like but then you see guys like you know bray wyatt is is the first person that comes to mind you know people you know thought that bray wyatt was done when we heard the rumblings about Vince McMahon coming back and here he is. And people thought that Bray Wyatt was just going to be, was just going to be done. He was just going to be done with the company. But guys, if you guys remember in the past, man, 
whenever Vince McMahon was booking these shows, man, Bray Wyatt was always in great segments. He was always in those top tier segments. The problem yeah. with Bray Wyatt is that when it came to the big match at a big pay-per-view, he always fell short. And it kind of just like, you know, how seriously can you take this guy if he's losing mm -hmm. big matches? And that was the problem with Bray Wyatt. It's not the fact that he wasn't booked properly. I mean, he was allowed pretty much creative freedom with Vince McMahon as long as Vince McMahon would approve it. You know, so Bray Wyatt <laughs> right, was right. still, I mean, you, I mean, Brian, like I talk about the statistics all the time. This guy has, has the highest rated segments throughout the show. I mean, obviously outside of the bloodline, he was already, he's already mm -hmm. top tier outside of them. I mean, merchandise sales through the roof with the, with the Firefly Funhouse gimmick at the time, you know, just the most clicks on YouTube. Like I can go on and on and on. Like, so yeah. Vince McMahon gave him that spotlight. But again, when it came down to, to putting the the cherry on top, which was winning the big match, he just never gave it to him. And you could kind of say that about a few other individuals, not naming Roman Reigns. But, but yeah, so like I give Vince McMahon somewhat credit as much as I'm I just can't stand some of his tendencies. And, yeah, and I do. And, for I, sure. and I believe, you know, I said this weeks ago, I called him a <clears throat> egotistical just bastard which he pretty he much is. is he really he is, is. Yeah. but but i will give him credit to where he does do things that are good like he knows what the every now and then he'll give you a format of a show that brings you back to the good mm -hmm. times of professional mm -hmm. wrestling and this past friday was one of them man so i mean for sure the the guy has forgotten more about wrestling than i'll ever dream of knowing so you know i mean to, to think that he just like granted over the past you know handful of years it, it has sucked but to think that he couldn't put on a good show i mean yeah he still could he he could pull out a few no doubt man no doubt so, so we're finally going to get into the show man so again no cold open we're just going to just jump straight into this man we got a whole lot of content coming your way we got the royal mm -hmm. Rumble this coming week we got the 30-year anniversary of raw we got another episode of aw dynamite um and then of course man we got the royal rumble man giving you guys a special type of episode uh, for our first pay-per-view review, which is going to be this Sunday. Uh, Royal Rumble is uh, this or next week, a week from today on Saturday, the 29th or 28th, I should say, uh, January 28th. So make sure you guys stay tuned to that. Make sure you guys spread the word. Make sure you guys join our Facebook group. Um, we're mm -hmm. close to about, I want to say about almost 50 members, man. We're almost about 50 members on our Facebook group, nice. on Instagram. We're getting almost close to about 200 followers, man. So make sure you guys spread and the thanks word. everybody who is. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to everybody who already is, who's already, you know, follow, hit that follow button has already been notified and all that stuff, man. So we appreciate you guys for always tuning in, um, and all that jazz, man. So again, uh, our Instagram is ruthless underscore talk. And our Facebook group is the same name as our podcast, man, which is Ruthless Talk, man. So make sure you guys join the community, spread the word, and spread that love, man. So, yeah, man, we're going to jump straight into it, man. This was Friday Night Smackdown, uh, January 20th, 2023. And, of course, man, once we are done with this show, we are going to get into another edition of our Top 5 Wrestlers of the Week. So once we are finished mm -hmm. covering this review, this show we are going to get into our top five wrestlers of the week. So to remind you guys, this list, this can include anybody. This can include people from WWE, TNA, AEW, New Japan, you name it. It is free game. All right. So, but yeah, man, we are going to get into that. But first we want to get into the show and uh, yeah, let's talk about it, man. Let's jump straight into it. Yes, so sir. Again, uh, WWE SmackDown, January 20th, 2023. 
live in Detroit, Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan tonight. The show kicks off, man, at hour number one, where the bloodline is arriving to the arena. They're arriving in their SUVs. Sami mm-hmm. Zayn and the Usos come out in one of them. They're hyping themselves up. They're getting ready for the show. Roman Reigns and Solo come out of another out of the other SUV. And uh, Sami Zayn goes over to give a, a, a fist pump uh, over to Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns just looks at Sami Zayn like, bro, like if you don't get away from me, I'm going to throw <laughs> you into the cement wall if you don't get your fist out of my face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and just giving him just that look and walking <clears throat> off. And Sami Zayn just is just looking just baffled, befuddled. And yeah, and you know, man. And, and that's what I mean, Brian. I've said this. How many times have I said this, Brian? Start off the show getting fans invested throughout the rest of the night you have the bloodline coming to the arena as soon as the show gets on or comes onto the air and building that suspense like oh snap like roman is not is not happy with sammy man like what's gonna happen like is is this turn gonna happen now is it gonna continue to lead to it so yeah just just a tremendous uh just a tremendous first segment man and Heyman. Uh, Heyman's his look over to Sami Zayn's like I don't know what to tell you, man. He's just he's just not happy with you, bro. <laughs> so again, Heyman throughout this whole thing too. Like I don't think Heyman mm-hmm. deserves enough credit. Like we all know how great Paul Heyman is, but just the way his facial expressions. Like I always tell about absolutely or managers about their facial expressions, bro. Paul Heyman is probably one of the best at it. Uh, so I got yeah, a few man. comments here throughout the show about just yeah the facial expressions, yeah, man. But yeah, man. Brian, your thoughts about this opening segment, man. Uh, yeah, I thought the again. I, I agree with you. I think it's a good way to to start off the show. You know, get get a storyline going, which I think they, as we'll get into, they did a, a really good job throughout the show to to tell that story. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, I think we've we've probably both have mentioned it uh, here, you know, on numerous podcasts. But uh, you know, the ability to tell a story with just a look, just uh, you know. Uh, just something ever so slight like that. And and here you have Sammy, Roman, and Paul, you know, all all doing that, right? It's just it's they're knocking it out of the park. They really are. I can't say enough about it. Um, but yeah, really good segment. Again, just the ability to tell a story in a look and silence is uh man, it's awesome. Absolutely, man. So I always say, like, you know, sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was only maybe about a few mi- few seconds to a minute. And, and it sets like up the rest of the show. And, exactly, man. And within that minute, in the snap of a finger, like you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now I need to tune in to see what's going on here. So, yeah, man. So now we get into our first match of the night. So first match of the night, this was Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus the Viking Raiders. This was the first round of the tag title tournament or the SmackDown tag team title tournament this match was around about 12 minutes Mm -hmm. uh the viking raiders uh kind of a little sneak attack before the match before the bell um you know viking raiders wearing again the jay briscoe um armband which was really cool to see actually michael cole actually said something as well on the air mentioning jay briscoe and said you know we want to just send all the love to jay briscoe and his family i thought that was really classy for wwe because wwe doesn't really need to do that they really have no ties to jay briscoe which is why right, last right. episode I was so baffled why, you know, all we got from AEW and Tony Khan, who's also the head of ROH, that all we got was just mm-hmm. an opening graphic. So, again, very classy move there uh, from from. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, I like that. Sure. You know, obviously, you know, they don't need to do like a tribute or an opening graphic because, again, they have no ties to Jay Briscoe. So the fact that they even mentioned his name 
Um, I liked it, man. I thought it was really, really cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Van, uh, Van Halen, my favorite band, you know, so I'm sorry. That's Sarah Logan, <laughs> Sarah Logan, Van Halen. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, come Her on, name. dude. Take it I mean, easy I'm, I'm order. Sorry, I, I, I know I'm joking, but like, you know, <laughs> no, no, yeah, again, yeah. every time I see Van Von Holland, I just think of the band Van, like, no, Van Halen. It, well, nice. Valhalla, I think, isn't Von it? Valhalla? Van Halen or whatever. Like, yeah, you, again, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just feel, poking I feel, fun, yeah. you know? I feel you. Put some respect <laughs> on her name, James. Like, well, give her a name that doesn't sound completely ridiculous. I'm sorry. You could have just <laughs> stick with Sarah Logan, honestly. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, you could have, yeah. yeah. She, she gets involved into this match, and uh, by the end of this match, Sheamus wins via a broke kick. I believe it was to Ivar for the W, and Sheamus mm-hmm. and Drew McIntyre move on. Um, listen, I understand, you know, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, they're your top stars. You know, you want them to start winning matches, but damn, man, did the Viking Raiders needed this victory, bro. They just made mm-hmm. their big return. Um, attacking Drew and Sheamus, which is why I was baffled the previous week of why we're getting this match already. It's like not even a week or two into this, whatever this feud is, I guess. I don't know if you call it a feud or what, but already we're getting this match. And again, the Viking Raiders are being booked no better than what they've been booked previous. And that is like a bunch of idiots. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, that's why I can't stand tag tournaments unless it leads something for somebody. And again, this did nothing. This led nothing for the Viking Raiders after this match. They take a clean, simplistic L and and that was it, man. So it's just really devastating to just see the Viking Raiders because I was a big fan, Brian. Well, not a fan, but intrigued when back in, in NXT, I don't know if you remember this, when they were War Machine or the War Raiders, like that was mm-hmm. a team that was booked yeah. very properly. And I was mm-hmm. getting invested invested into them. And as soon as they hit the main roster, man, the Viking experience just shows up and everybody's like, what the shit is going on? And then the freaking stock, the Viking Raiders stock just, just continues to go lower and lower and lower. And they've never been the same, man. So, you know, man, just listen, you know, the match was fine what it was. You know, we knew it was going to be physical. We knew it was going to be at least around over 10 minutes. They were going to give them mm-hmm. some time. You know, I, I just, you know, listen, if you're going to make Drew McIntyre and Sheamus a team, I, you know, I, there's a million different ways you can do this, man. And don't do a freaking tournament in the middle of your show against superstars A and superstars B, like I mentioned all the time before. So, again, not a fan of it. I understand, you know, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, I guess, you know, since they haven't, you know, they've been having the short end of the stick as of late. They kind of needed this W, but so did the Viking Raiders, man. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you have two competitors that need victories, here's, you know, newsflash. Here's a crazy concept. Do not put them in the ring together. You know, that's just my yeah. that's just my take on it, man. Brian, your <clears throat> thoughts in this match, man. Yeah, so, yeah, but the match, you know, physical, you know, it was a good match. Um I'm a fan of tag team wrestling. You know, I, I really do genuinely like it. You know, I, I grew up, you know, of course with, and which we've all heard the stories, I guess Vince McMahon absolutely hates tag team wrestling for whatever reason, but um, man, the, the heart foundation, Arn and Tully, the free birds, rock and roll express, you know? Um, so yeah. So in this tournament, again, you, you got, you just put Seamus and drew together as, Look, these guys are two 
you know, possibly booking wise main event superstars that should be out in, in singles competition. And just within this tournament, you got the Viking Raiders who are, are a tag team, right? That's what you know them as. They're a legit tag team. Imperium, the Brawling Brutes, all who are, are legit tag teams right now. But you can already see the titles prop. Well, Drew and Sheamus are, are, are at least getting to the finals. Now, if they win there, I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't like it overall because um, I, I want... You know, either of those three tag teams, if booked correctly, could be your tag team champions, like legitimate tag team champions. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, it's not just going to be broken up in a month because, well, now Drew's going to go after the world title again or the, you know, whatever title. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I just like I would like to see the tag team booking better. And just with the Viking Raiders uh, specifically, I like them as a tag team, man. Um, I really, and I, and I want to, you know, you know, be invested in their storyline. And if I'm being honest, Valhalla and Sarah slash Sarah Logan, back when she was with the riot squad, she was my favorite in the riot squad in the, in the riot squad. So, you know, I know she got released and then went and did her thing for a bit, but now she's back and, Man, if booked right, the Viking Raiders and and I if I'm if I'm correct, I think they really do have like uh Nordic, you know, Viking background in their, you know, through their history. And maybe that that is just a storyline, but I think it at least one, if not all of them, have some of that actual history in their in their background. So I like the I like them as a team. I like it's just it's really been the booking for them. Like yeah, just book like shit. But overall, you know, good match. Um, you know, Viking Raiders are out of it already. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for them. And yeah, I wish I wish it would have. <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Great take, Brian. Great take. Yeah, and and here's the and with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Let's say they do get to the finals and they win this thing. Haven't we already seen it already? Like we've Ooh. already seen this match in the middle of your SmackDown. So now we're what we're just gonna get it again at the royal Rumble yeah. or whatever it's just like come on man you know that's the thing with with this tag division it's like this this company is just they're not either they don't again i always say they either don't care or they just are that clueless maybe i, yeah. I don't know but but yeah man again just a, a, an irrelevant tag tournament match that yes was that was good but again it's something we're just mm -hmm. gonna forget about you know by right. the next week so yeah anyway man so we until move the on, next round so of matches of the yeah, tag just, team just tournament. another just another match man that's just what it is. just you know but yeah man and of course and this is not the only tag title tournament match that you're going to see but again we're going to get into that in just a few mm -hmm. moments but we move on to the next segment man this was roman reigns backstage with paul Heyman. um they're kind of just talking over the contract looking over the contract for the contract signing uh main event segment that's going to be in later for the night mm -hmm. Sami Zayn interrupts he interrupts he he comes uh into roman's locker room um he wants to just make sure they're good you know he walks in he's like yo like roman are like are we good man like you know you, you know if it felt like kind of in his words frosty like the you know the you know it seems like we're we're not on the same page you know a lot of host feels like a little hostility like just want to make sure we're good man um and roman you know he mentions uh last week and how the look on sammy's face and how he was trying to cover some stuff up and he was just like and he's just like listen man just give it to me straight bro like tell me the truth what's going on 
because mm-hmm. he again because you know he he feels like Sami Zayn is up to something. You know, he says, "Listen, give it to me straight, man. Tell me the truth. What's going on?" And Sami Zayn's like, "No, no, there's nothing going on." He's like, "Dude, stop, stop BSing me. Tell me the truth. Give it to me straight, man." And Sami Zayn is is honest with him. He's like, "Listen, man. You know, he's like, he's like, I felt very slighted about the attack with with the when when the Usos came in with my match against Kevin Owens. You know, he's like, I didn't know the plan. I didn't know the Usos were coming out there." You know, it's just like, you know, and you told me to handle it and, and I was handling right. it. He's like, listen, yeah, he's like, you you told me to handle it. I take a lot of pride in that. You know, and the fact that the Usos just came out, me not knowing the plan, I felt very slighted and mm-hmm. you know, almost disrespectful. You know, and he ta- mentions Kevin Owens, you know, Kevin Owens has been my ear lately, you know, and being used, being used. And all of a sudden, man, Roman Reigns, expression just changes. And he tells Sammy, he says, get out. He like legit guys. He says, get out like like Sammy, get out i am not gonna do this every single week bro like i'm not (laughs) doing this like so the tribal chief is running his game plan by the honorary us now is that really what we're doing like i like all my game plan is now run by you now and your issues now Mm -hmm. and 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 you can and the look and in the look on again paul Heyman's face i mentioned to paul Heyman before like he's like he's like shivering and backing away because (laughs) roman reigns is getting more and more irritated Sami Zayn looks like a lost puppy, like just like oh, like getting yeah. just getting just getting berated by his like pretty much like by his father or something. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, man, Roman. But Roman gets he continues to get serious, man. He's like, dude, like listen, man, like you know, like I'm I'm not gonna do this every week, man. Like you know, like all of a sudden, like you know, my game plan is run by you by the honorary Oos and his problems. Like when did this start? Like when did this become an issue? You know. And he's just like, get out, man. He's like, why don't you go find Kevin and start your own blind, man? Like your own bloodline. Like stop trying to, you know, stop using me and my family. Yeah. Dude, just get out. Like he's just, just get out, man. Really kind of messing with Sami Zayn's head. And um, and yeah, man, Sami Zayn ends up leaving the locker room. You know, Paul Heyman, he's like, wise man, like get, get, get him out of here, bro. Like just get him out. And then Paul <laughs> Heyman's like, he's like, he's like, just go, man. It's the other one. It's, it's, it's the door on the far, the far two doors on the right. And Sami Zayn's like slowly backing away. And Paul Heyman's just like, <laughs> yeah yeah man and just you know just sammy's or roman reigns man he's just as soon as him talking about kevin owens man just flipped the switch he's like dude i don't want to mm-hmm. hear his name like i don't want to hear your issues man i got this contract signing going like it's like dude just get out you know just again loved it man just absolutely love it continuing to tell the story and eventually guys this will carry on to later in the show which i absolutely love man again just Again, I can go on and on talking about how much I love Roman and how much I love Sami Zayn and even Paul Heyman for that matter. Just their connection yes. and their just their chemistry with one another. It's just off mm-hmm. the freaking chain. And it's just so fun to watch. And it's getting me, and I'm sure not just me, but a lot of people like, what is this leading to? Is Sami Zayn is Sami Zayn getting kicked out tonight? Is is this going to happen? Is this going to carry on into the rumble like again it just leaves you with questions that's why i talk about with storylines when it leaves you with questions about what's going to happen that is a good sign because so many times every time we go through so many storylines in this company where we know in the snap of a finger just like that we know what's going to happen and guess what it happens that's not a good (laughs) thing man yeah yeah man just again i can go on and on talk and praising roman sammy and, and paul from their work and their chemistry Another just tremendous segment, man. Brian, your thoughts with that? Yeah, there's not too much I can add to that. I agree with everything you said. I love, I love the segment. Again, 
uh, with all three of them. It's not even it's not even so much the it is the words, but the facial expressions, man, telling the story. Um, again, yeah, all of them knocked them out, knocked it out of the park. Great segment. Again, got me invested to you know now I know something's coming later in the night. What's it going to be? Right, telling that story. So yeah, awesome. 100%. Absolutely, man. absolutely. So we now we go into our second match of the night. This was L.A. <clears throat> Knight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let me talk to you. Yeah, uh, L.A. Knight comes out uh, facing a local jobber, a local jobber in the city of Detroit. Brent Jones. Brent, yeah, Brent Jones. I was just going to call him. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to call him fuck Wad Fred or something. But <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I know I'm being mean. I'm sorry. We kid. We kid. <laughs> but anyway, so L.A. Knight grabs the microphone before this match starts and he's baffled by Bray Wyatt. He's like, bro, like. There's one moment you're, you know, you're saying you're not LA, you're not Uncle Howdy, and all of a sudden you come out saying you're Uncle Howdy, just really baffled by Bray Wyatt's comments. And he sends a message to Bray, and I believe it was along the lines of, you know, whether it's uh, um, in the daylight or in dark, you know, I'm going to turn on your off switch like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I just love LA Knight, man. Just again, I, I so I've been speaking highly about LA Knight and how this is going to do nothing but just continue to carry absolutely in his character I, I expect big things for this dude in 2023 but yeah man just a tremendous little message la night being la night so yeah we go mm-hmm. into this match man um and the bell rings and five seconds later man there's a lot of static appears on the tron and it's the wyatt six logo and you know like uh la night's just looking over and he's just baffled and then brent jones the local jobber tries to get the upper hand and then less than two minutes man you know la Knight just he uh he makes short work of this dude and in less than 10 minutes i believe he hits i believe that his finisher is called the bft or something along those lines Uh, and he wins the match man making quick work and then in the snap of a finger man we hear a familiar theme song and that is the firefly funhouse music Mm -hmm. hits man oh my god brian i (laughs) I can't express how much I miss the Firefly Funhouse. I know people are going to say to me, like, James, this isn't pro wrestling, and I, I don't like it. It's 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 chaotic, and we don't know who Uncle Howdy is. It's all over the place. Well, guess what? That's what makes Bray Wyatt so special. That uns- That's good shit, pal. That's I'm good taking shit. McMahon's, I'm taking McMahon's. Anytime it's good, I'm taking that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'll take this over any banger any freaking day of the week, bro. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, the Firefly music hits. And again, like LA Knight's expression tells the entire story. This dude's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, the pup, everyone appears, man. The puppets are appearing. They're they're dusting themselves off. You know, the Firefly, it pretty much got burnt down or it's pretty much an abandoned warehouse, pretty much. It, or what it, uh, the story is what it's being told. Right. That all the, all the, the puppets are coming back to life. There's dust all over them. They're waking up. You know, Abby, the witch is like, fuck, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Like rambling rabbit, Uskis, the pig, the whole gang, man. And then uh, Ray Wyatt, he's like hammering nails into the firefly Funhouse door. He's got the plumber's crack hanging out. The Wyatt six logo is. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Again, just awesome. I mean, I I can go on for two hours again. We don't have that time, but again, I can just Mm -hmm. go on and on and on about, just how amazing Bray Wyatt is in general. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he does his, his fun high fun firefly fun house shtick, you know, welcoming mm-hmm. everybody, that whole character, man. Um, again, I, I personally 
thought it was tremendous when everybody just wanted to take a shit on it for some reason. Oh, I want the eater of worlds. You know, this is this is just weird, just corny, cheesy stuff. Like, dude, like again, man, mm-hmm. I just the fans that people say is just ridiculous, bro. It's like listen, you don't have to like Bray Wyatt. Okay. I understand there's not a lot of Bray Wyatt fans out there. It's totally fine. You know, you can like whoever you want to like, but you can't tell me that this guy, that this dude, Bray Wyatt, is not captivating and he does not and he brings in numbers statistically he Mm. is that dude he is a needle mover he is a draw numbers will tell you that man you know even though you may not like bray wyatt but guess what you're gonna do guess what you're gonna do you're still gonna tune in you're still gonna tune in because you need to see what this dude does next so even though you might not like him bro that uncertainty that he creates in his storylines it's something that you have to tune in so moving on into this segment man so uh Bray Wyatt makes a funny comment. He's like, what kind of deranged psychopath calls themselves Los Angeles Knights? <laughs> no, no, no. Because he, he even said uh he said something, he said like that deranged ding dong. Deranged names, ding dong names yeah. their kid Los Angeles Knight. Right. <laughs> oh, it was good. Oh, that was money, man. It was again the way he said it in LA Knight again, just looking <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the just says it all too, man. Yep. Uh and yeah, and then uh rambling rabbit starts talking he's like he's like hey listen i like la night man he's like the miz but with bigger muscles you know i love that man and then you know rambling rabbit goes on talking about being afraid of the dark now this is pretty much you know hamping up ramping up their uh their pitch black match for the royal rumble but bray, mm-hmm. you know and uh rambling rabbit goes on like i'm scared of the dark man i'm scared and then you know bray you know he has like a little heart to heart with rambling rabbit he says you know and you know, sometimes it's you know it's okay to be scared you know it well you know Meanwhile, you know, you should be scared of the dark, you know, and kind of just a little heart to heart, little conversation with Rambling Rabbit. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, man, Uncle Howdy appears on Bray Wyatt's Funhouse television that he has set up in, in the in the Funhouse uh, set. And, you know, and he delivers his message. And the message that I got along the lines was, I told you so. And all you needed was a, or all you need is just a little push. And I and and guys again, guys, goose the gut goosebumps, guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what Uncle Howdy has wanted to do all along. He's he wanted to give Bray Wyatt that extra push this entire time, guys. You know, he is he's trying to remind Bray Wyatt that dude, like, stop trying to be this good version of yourself. Stop bullshitting everybody. We know the true Mm -hmm. Bray Wyatt that you are evil. You are the eater of worlds. You are Uncle Howdy. You are him and AKA the fiend, right? Like you are, you are, you are, you know, you are a devilish person. Like stop trying to be somebody that you're not. And, and Bray Wyatt just, you know, he tried so hard to be this good version of himself. And I'm pretty sure this pretty much all turned when he attacked the cameraman a few weeks ago and all of that just changed, bro. And we've seen now the eater Mm -hmm. of worlds from last week. You're now seeing fun house brave this week. And you're right. going to get the fiend maybe next week leading up to the Royal Rumble again. Just it's just so, so, so good. bro. It's so good. It's so yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, man, again, moving again, moving on, man. I know I'm 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 rambling on about other stuff. No, too. no. Let me just real Wyatt quick. Again. Yeah. Again, so when, listen, when, bro, uh, this is a pro. This is a pro Bray Wyatt platform, man. So, again, yeah. if you don't like that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> so Wyatt closing out, uh, which I, I thought was a, just a really awesome line of the promo he says uh you open the door whatever comes through is your fault talking to la Knight. yeah yeah the, um, the line yeah the line was like listen i hope you understand that you know you're the one that opened the door and knowing now and whatever comes through it that's your problem yeah. because you're and, the and, one that started this 
you are the one <clears throat> that to push my buttons since day one. You know, you opened that door. This is your problem now. So whatever mm -hmm. happens at the Royal Rumble, it's all on you. Yeah. And everything that LA Knight thought he knew about Bray Wyatt. He knows absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely. And, that's, and I, I thought that was great into reintroducing the Firefly uh, yeah. Funhouse character. Cause yeah, now because... again, it leaves you with more questions than you have answers for, you know, it's just excellent, man. Excellent. Absolutely, man. And of course, and, and, and this is pretty much, I believe a tease that we're pretty much going to get every single entity right, right. Wyatt in this pitch black match. You're going to get the eater of worlds. You're going to get Funhouse Bray. You're going to get all the, the Firefly Funhouse characters. You're going to get the Fiend. You're going to get everything. And guess yeah. what, guys? It's going to be good shit. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Absolutely. Bro. Um, yeah. You know, and I and listen, I and 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 listen, I understand, right? Listen, everybody's different. Everybody has their favorites. Mm -hmm. So I I get, Brian, that people are not into Bray Wyatt and, and they're skeptical about a pitch black match. I listen, I completely understand, but and I, I am too to, to the concept of it with just it being like, how much are we really going to be able to see? You know? Yeah, ex so exactly. So I get there's, it. There's definitely, yeah. there's, there's definitely some, you know, being skeptical definitely, you know, is, is an, un is, is reasonable. Right. I, it's, you know, right. I understand that. Trust me, just because I'm a fan of Bray doesn't mean I'm just going to like ignore the, the negative, the negatives that could possibly happen. But, but when it does come to Bray Wyatt, he does deserve my benefit of the doubt. So yeah. hundred percent. And, and here's the thing. It's just the, the build towards this match has just been done beautifully. It has. And, and that's why, like, even though you may not be a fan of the match, it's the build, right? The build yeah. is what's bringing you along this journey. And that's what makes Bray Wyatt so special, man. But yeah, man, he sends that mm -hmm. message. He's like, listen, I hope you understand that, you know, you're the one that's opened the door. You know, you're the one that's pushed my buttons. And now whatever comes through that door, whatever version of me that comes through that door, it's on you, bro. And then back in his funhouse character, he's like, "Bye." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing his little shit again. again. Yeah, La awesome. is just left in the ring, baffled, like, "What the hell is going yeah. on?" And everything mm -hmm. that he thought he knew about Bray, he knows absolutely nothing. Again, just done so tremendously. Again, Brian, I can go on for two hours and and hours and hours and hours about this segment. But yeah, man, yeah, uh, your final thoughts, Brian, about this segment before we move on. Yeah, again, I just well done all around uh, by Bray and L.A. Knight. A um, lot of good lines throughout the the promo by both. Uh, very interesting to see the Firefly Funhouse character back. And again, just like you said, it's it just so many, you know, we're going to get every version. And, you know, personally, my favorite is, uh, the you know, the cult leader, you know, Wyatt. But all of them, I he he's captivating. He's a good storyteller. So I'm watching, man. Yeah, and, and before we move on to the next match, you know, I, I can't help but think, man, um, just his, the way he can change characters, like he's already got mm -hmm. two separate entities. It it I can't help but um, relate it to Mick Foley. Mick Foley with yeah. Cactus Jack, Dude, Love, and Mankind, and just yep. like how well Mick Foley was able to play each one of those And get characters. all of them over. Yeah, ex exactly. And they're all over. Same with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Funhouse yep. Bray, The Fiend, The Eater of Worlds, they're all over. And and, that, yeah. and that's why and that's and it's, you know, and that's why there, I That's I only there's only two off the top of my head that that have, you know, changed I I throw Undertaker in there although, well, The American Badass I wasn't so much of a fan of, but, but 
It had its moments. The Undertaker, Mick Foley, and Bray Wyatt. Those are the three people I can think of off the top that have been able to do something like this throughout their career. You know, I'm sure there's probably more, but yeah, absolutely. All all of them are over. He's just nailing it in, in every way. Yeah, man. Bray Wyatt is that dude. He is a draw. Yeah. And this dude is a legit needle mover. You know, yep. if you guys aren't happy with those words, man, look <laughs> up the statistics. Yeah. Point. All right, man. We move on to the next match. This was Hit Row versus Los Letharios uh, for the, another tag, SmackDown tag tournament match. Match was under, I believe, three to four minutes. Again, nothing yeah. to really say about this match. Hit Row wins. Via the good old roll-up finish, you know, making, you know, listen, I understand it's Los Lotharios. I mean, they're really not doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. but still, I don't like your superstars from your actual roster taking roll-ups in under three to four minutes. It's just so stupid. But yeah, yeah. Top Dollar got into it with Michael Cole from the outside, hearing him talking shit to him or something along those lines. But yeah, man, it's a three to four minute match. Nothing needs to, nothing really needed to say. Hit Row moves on. I believe they're going to be facing uh Sheamus and McIntyre uh in the next round of the tournament man so yeah Brian your your thoughts I really haven't really nothing much to say about this me neither another Smackdown that's the thing guys it's tag these tournaments it's nothing but filler it's nothing but to to fill up the rest of your show it's to me it's kind of lazy and it's to me it's just stupid Brian your thoughts man yeah we can move move right along yeah it was a you know little three-minute match you know, they move on to face Sheamus and McIntyre, like you said. And so they'll lose next week or whenever <laughs> that match occurs. And we go from there. So tag, we can guys, move, move right along. In a nutshell. This, this is your tag <laughs> division, guys, right? You know, everybody wants to hype up the tag division, but the, but they're, everybody's actually really good. Okay. But does anybody care about what they're doing long term like no you know, it's like guys like i understand that's what i mean guys like i understand you guys have leave like your favorites but you get you guys have to be honest like are they moving the needle are they getting you invested to watch next week the answer is no they're not there's nothing about a tag title tournament that's leading nothing to anybody just for to move on into the into the standings right like tournament for sure like it's an actual sports like who's the best tag team in the smackdown division give like enough you know what you know what at some point at some point tether look i don't know when it'll happen but they'll do a tag a best of seven tag team tournament oh (laughs) (laughs) book it it might be 20 30 years from now i don't know that that's happening man (laughs) oh i can see it now oh dude i can see it now i i can see it yeah yeah for sure oh man All right, guys, we move on. We are now in hour number two. This was uh, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, your SmackDown Women's Champion. She hits the ring. Um, Mm -hmm. Decent, decent reception. And again, guys, I said this weeks and weeks ago when I ranted on my Instagram live. She was that that reaction she got from Tampa Bay weeks ago when she returned and won the SmackDown Women's title. She was not getting that that same reaction. And guess what? I was right because it came nowhere close to that same reaction. And, and that's what I mean about Charlotte Flair. You know, yes, we'd like to to create a quick pop, right? When, uh, when when somebody makes a big return, you know, we do a little quick pop and then weeks on out, you're like, oh, well, what are you doing for me now? You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I mean about right. this women's division. That's why I don't understand, Brian, why we had to put the title on Charlotte Flair. This needed to be done. 
Like, mm-hmm. what's it doing? That like, I don't care about anything with the SmackDown Women's Division. I just, I don't. But yet, people want to say that Charlotte Flair just had to win this title. You know, it, it was best for the women's division. Yeah, it's 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 really showing. It really, really is. But anyway, we move on. Um, she talks about pretty much about Sonya Deville and the brawl they've had last week and their interactions right. between one another. Uh, she's like, it seems like she has a major problem with me. You know, so she's like, listen, if you have a problem with me, you know, don't run to Adam Pierce. You know, come and say it to my face. You know, and she calls Sonya Deville out to the ring. Her music hits. And, um, you know, she's like, do you, do you think, you know, see, uh, uh, Charlotte Flair mentioned about, oh, hey, like Detroit would love to see you if you came out right now. And then she comes out. And she's like, do you think I care what, about what the city wants? I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> and she yeah. actually got some really, like, really cool heel heat, man. The crowd was yeah. on her mm-hmm. ass, bro. Like, she, but, yeah. she got some good heel heat, man. And, and I think that kind of, like, gave Charlotte a little bit of a pass the fact that she didn't get that same type of reaction i think this the fact that i saw that too uh yeah i noticed that yeah you see exactly right you know Mm -hmm. i think that that kind of gave charlotte flair a pass because the crowd was so into just booing sonia deville and giving her that heel heat it kind of like it kind of repaired that itself in a way so again i've always liked sonia deville i I liked her yeah me too that management role that she was in and i do think that she can i think that she's kind of you know, delivered um, her best work as of late since she's been in that management type of character. You know, we 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 were skeptical about her at first, just being this former MMA fighter alongside Mandy Rose, and it's like, okay, like you know, you got to give me more than just you know she wasn't right. Listen, listen, and that's the thing, man. Like she's not she's not that technically gifted in the ring, but yet her she does talk very very well. She talks very comfortable on the mic. She she does cut a very good promo. She's like, listen, mm-hmm. Ellie, she she's like, it took six people away to keep me away from you. Uh, the trout, the uh, the crowd chants, you suck uh, to her. Um, you know, De- like I said, man, Detroit is just letting her have it, man. Um, and then they continue to exchange words. And, uh, you know, Charlotte Flair, she challenges Sonia Deville right on the spot. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, that heel type of denial way. <laughs> right. Not tonight. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Adam Pierce comes out. And he's like, yeah, and like, nice try, like whatever. And then Adam Pierce comes out and uh, he's like, oh, what's going on here? You know, Adam, find my balls. Pierce comes out. I like to call him <laughs> find my balls. Pierce, you know, because everybody pretty much just walks over this freaking dude, honestly. But um, <laughs> yeah, Adam Pierce comes out. And then while Charlotte Flair wasn't looking, uh, uh, Sonia delivers a cheap shot to uh, to Charlotte Flair from behind. She quickly escapes the ring. Um, Adam Pierce, they exchange words. Um, at the top of the ramp saying that we need to talk or whatever. Um, and then Charlotte Flair, she's kind of left kind of, you know, pissed about the cheap shot. And then that was pretty much the pretty much the segment. I'm kind of bummed that the, this we didn't really see anything else, you know. And that's the thing. Like, I want to like this. Yeah. I want to like this feud. Like, give me a reason to be invested mm-hmm. in Sonya Deville versus Charlotte. And, I mean, I'm not going to say this was bad, Brian. I'm not, but I'm not going to say it was good. It was it was mid to decent um again I but and I, I i will pull it into decent just because of the reaction that sonia deville got and that heel heat that she got she ended up telling yeah. a fan to shut up on her way to the onto the steps i don't know if you caught that she's like someone uh-huh. yeah stuck, and she turns around and said shut up <laughs> i love i love when when heel wrestlers do that they actually yeah. interact with the crowd one-on-one i love that stuff man yeah absolutely love it um 
But yeah, man, you know, listen, it was this bad. I'm not going to say it was bad, but was it good? Eh, debatable. Um, again, yeah. And it's just the fact that I can't really get that invested into it, man. There's just something that's just off. And just, again, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard to describe. But again, I I think most people understand where I'm coming from. But yeah, man, uh, Brian, For your sure. thoughts with this with this segment? Yeah, so this segment, yeah, I would say the same. It's it was kind of somewhere in between, not great, not wasn't horrible. Um, so yeah, just with so it obviously this is leading to you know a, um, a feud between uh, Charlotte and Sonya, um, which if here's the only way it's going to really pay off for me if if it comes out where you know it builds Sonya to to some degree then I'll be okay with it. And and like you said, you know, last night or Friday night, she was getting some legit, you know, old school heel heat, you know, with the, with the chance and, and, and all that. So, but yeah, with Charlotte, like, you know, you said, you know, she came in and kind of won the title and kind of just a underwhelming shitty kind of way. And then she rolls into this feud with Sonia who, Correct me if this is is this her first feud, you know, kind of because you know she had the whole GM character. Is this her first time really getting back? Or I know she started kind of like a couple months ago, right? Getting back into the ring yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I say so she's been fired from that management role for a while, and she's kind of just been this different type of. I guess you could say it's kind of the original version of her being that fighter right. type yeah. of version. But yeah, but now she's kind of. But and that's the thing why I like that management character is that I think it really helped her kind mm-hmm. of evolved as a performer like she's definitely better on the mic delivering yeah. her words better you know yep. she, she's hitting her points better her delivery is better so that's why i don't mind sonia deville right now this was sonia yeah DeVille, no like, me neither that's why i said years, it like two to three years ago that's a different story but yeah yeah i mean if this if this ultimately leads to you know building Sonya's stock a little bit um then i'm for it you know yeah i i, I i'd uh watch that yeah and 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 before we move on to the next uh, to the next segment, um, you know the problem again I also have with this is just a we've already seen the match she she lost in under five to six minutes yeah when Sonya right. Deville challenged her so that's why I'm like okay we're gonna get it again at the Rumble it's like what else that we need to see that we haven't already seen in a five to six minute match or and it's just it's the out. the generic underdog story you know where yeah you know. Again, you know, again, she's beat just, me once. Can I beat her? And, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe uh, she comes out, surprises everybody, and wins at the Rumble, man. On a, you guess, <laughs> on a roll up, on a roll up. <laughs> uh, in our dreams. Yeah. yeah I, right. Fucking dreams that would happen. But anyway, um, yeah, man. And again, just, you know, I, I don't listen. And I understand what you were saying about Sonia Deville. Maybe this could do wonders for her. But here's the thing, Brian, I don't trust this company oh, yeah yeah me too properly i just don't mm-hmm. man so right yeah. all right man we move on to the next uh roman and Heyman segment continuing their storyline they're once again backstage and uh you know roman is still kind of just angry with sammy about like can you believe that he would mention kevin owens name can you believe this guy and then and then Heyman, he tries to uh Give little words of advice to Roman. And he's just like, listen, mm-hmm. I never liked Sami Zayn since day one. Uh, and, and that's <laughs> to me like and that was eye opening to me because, Brian, if you again, I go back to his facial expressions. You always see mm-hmm. the looks that Heyman gives with Sami Zayn. Right. And that plays throughout this moment. And I love that. Again, just having yes. that out there. 
Um, 100%. You know, Heyman supports, uh, he's like, listen, I support your vision of the bloodline and this family. Um, He's like, listen, he's like, he recommends to stay in the good graces with Zayn in order to to have that edge, to have that dominance with this Mm -hmm. faction, with this bloodline, to have to have his ducks in a row, to have those numbers. And, you know, when he says, when it comes to Sami Zayn, he says, you know, and, 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 and I quote, you know, maybe it's better to have it's... him in the castle pissing out than Zayn out of the castle pissing in. Fantastic um, line, man. Yeah. And, and Roman Reigns is kind of like nodding his head. He's like, well, shoot, man, this is why you're my wise man. You know, this dude's yep. got a point. And then you can see his, the wheels are turning in his head and we go off the segment, man. Again, guys, do I, do I need to waste my breath? <laughs> on how just invested I am with this shit, man. Like again, same, same. Just awesome. And Paul, again, Paul Heyman deserves so much kudos. Again, we mm-hmm. know how great Paul Heyman is anyway, but I don't think so, for this for this storyline, he just he I don't think he's deserved enough kudos. And I want to give him his kudos, man. But yeah, uh Brian, yeah, go ahead and share your yeah. Thoughts. I actually got written down here, uh Paul Hamus or Paul Hamus. Paul Heyman sucking ass as only he can. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. He's number two on my list. Bobby the Brain Heenan th- th- that was able to play this whiny, suck-ass, you know, heelish character. Yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan and Paul Heyman, number two. Like, yeah, so, so, so good. Yeah, the top two. I um, love, like, when he gets, like, when he gets scared and Tim and he's like, yes, yes, my tribal chief. Right, yeah. It's just, like, how he gets, like, all scared and timid and then there's times where he gets like really cocky and arrogant he goes back mm-hmm. to that little shivering quivering like coward it's really it's just so just yeah so it's well. he so it good outside of bobby the brain he didn't like you mentioned bro he does it better than than anybody so yep yeah, so man. yeah the great segment yeah I'll, again that that line about uh pissing out out the castle you know again great line delivery facial expressions all of it they're killing it man no doubt, man. Absolutely. And again, man, this is not the the last time you'll see uh yep. Roman, Heyman, and include and Sami Zayn for that matter in this show. But like I said, we'll we'll get into that. Uh we'll get into that in just a second. But uh yeah, man, we go into uh match number four. This was the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Another tag uh tag title tournament match. Uh, uh hold on, this- let me let me real can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. Because I do what so right before that, and I know look. This whole Lacey Evans thing, you know, she had the little vignette, you know, with the camel clutch and blah, blah, blah. When she came in, like, I, I wanted to like her, right? She's she's a bigger, you know, kind of physically imposing type female. I thought she was pretty good initially, you know, years back. But, yeah, this either, I don't know, either really invest a hundred percent or don't do it because this like the three, four five character change. I mean, I have, she's, she's working so far uphill right now, you know, to, to try to, to remain relevant or interesting or whatever. Um, anyway, th- that's all I had to say. Like, like I, I want to, you know, I, I want to root for, her, but this booking and this, uh, it's shit. 
Yeah, and honestly, Brian, that's why I'm not even mentioning it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, and I think I could speak for most people. Does anybody really truly give a shit about this? Honestly, and what she's delivering the Cobra Clutch, and what is is Sergeant Slaughter going to be on her side? Like, is Sergeant Slaughter going to be able to save? Please like, no. Yeah. I like. like I get JBL the top. Can save I Aaron use the Gordon. move, whatever. But please don't bring Sergeant Slaughter out to be the manager, whatever. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it happening. Oh, I, no, I for sure. It. And I mean, obviously, it's again that would write itself. Of course, it would. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, man, it, like JBL is, it, you know, he can't even get Baron Corbin over. So, if if that can't happen, then what makes another legend like Sergeant Slaughter get Lacey Evans over? Uh, Newsflash: yeah. It's probably not going to. <laughs> no. Again, so again, Brian, that's why I didn't even mention it because, again, at the end of the day, no, no, I hear you. At the end of the day. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, let's go into this fourth match again. Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Uh, match was under 10 minutes. Imperium wins via an Imperium bomb from the top rope, which is their tag team finisher. And yeah, that was it, man. Um, again, yep. uh, we've already seen the Brawling Brutes versus the Usos. So I guess, you know, but again, and this next tag match that we get into again, just when it comes to this tag division just does not make any sense. But again, I want to get into right. that when we get into the second, uh, right. The, the, or the next, uh, tag tournament match. Uh, but yeah, man, yeah, man, listen, decent match. Okay. I'll give you that. But again, does anybody really truly care? I mm-hmm. highly doubt it. So let's move on, man. Unless Brian, you have thoughts about this. Match. No, just other than again. So brawling brutes are out now again, if I was booking this tournament or whatever, three of the last the final four remaining teams should be the brawling brutes imperium and the viking raiders so two of them are already out and again like you said it just makes no sense yeah and it's like it's all like the book it's already shitty so i yeah not really invested in that yeah and listen i I like the fact that listen the brawling brutes like i'm to me i'm just i'm just not into this team i I, i've never i got you team since day one um i'll be honest with you i think pete or butch i'm god freaking butch pete dunn or butch should should be pete dunn yeah holland i've never truly got any type of investment in so again it's just you know just and then if i mean okay you have seamus at the helm we all like seamus but still like yeah, there's just something missing with it. I'm just I never got on board. Now Imperium, hundred percent. I actually like Imperium a lot because you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming around on them too. Imperium, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Kaiser and Vinci to tag, you know, to tag uh, titles. Then I'm all for that, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. But again, when it comes to doing it in a tournament, just not a fan of it, dude. Just not a fan. Yep. Uh, we move on uh, backstage. Sami Zayn looking like a uh, looking like a lost puppy <laughs> backstage after getting yelled at by. Yeah. Rome. Paul Heyman approaches him and says, your tribal chief would like to see you. And all of a sudden, man, Sami Zayn's wheels start turning. It's like, okay, I got to make it up to him. I got to say the right thing. Zassel got a little tight on that, say one. that He doesn't say that, but you could tell in his face and in his head. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's spinning in his dome pace. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just again, those little, not again, not even, this This thing wasn't even 30 seconds. And again, yep. just it leaves you going into commercial break like, What's going to happen? What is Roman Reigns going to say? Again, just those mm-hmm. little things, man. Again, less is more, you know. Uh, we go into Shayna Baszler uh, backstage sending a message to the women's locker room going into the Royal Rumble match and about how she's going to win the Royal Rumble match. Shayna, the only thing that you need to worry about is not getting rolled up in less than two minutes because <laughs> I cannot take your ass seriously. 
nor than I'm sure a lot of people can because this mm-hmm. woman since day one has been booked like absolute dog shit. Yep. So I literally just left. I literally put LMFAO with those with those words. Uh, um, but yeah, man, just Shayna Baszler. This woman should be one of your top stars in your women's division, and she's she's nothing. Hundred percent. Nothing but an afterthought. She's been an afterthought since she's joined the main roster. She had that yeah. had that moment where she had a feud with Becky Lynch to start off her uh she won the chamber and she ran through everybody. Yeah, yeah. And after WrestleMania, she got rolled up. She lost in a roll-up in the freaking Thunderdome. And mm-hmm. then she has been booked like a clown ever since then. I know. And, and it, I and it sucks, yeah. man, because I was such a fan of Shayna Baszler in NXT and she there was just something about her. The way she carried herself as a heel is like a bully. Like, I'm yeah. stronger. I can snap your limbs in two seconds. Like, yep. I like that stuff, man, you know? Um, it's just a shame, man. It just really, truly is a shame to see where Shayna is now. And just, I can't take her seriously anymore, you know? But, uh, yeah, yeah, same. Man. But, yeah, man, we move on to the uh, the fifth match. This was Legato Del Fantasma and Maximum Male Models. Uh, first of all, Mace booty shorts what the fuck bro like what like that that like that can't happen like honestly really like bro did you see did you see like his attire bro like yeah yeah this is a grown-ass man dude wearing (laughs) booty shorts bro like like maximum approval for this man to wear listen i understand you know it's the the fashion type of character i'm like bro that ain't fashion that just looks like a a grown-ass man looking like an idiot uh, but yeah, but like, bro, that like, come on, man, like that that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Match time was under less than thirty, less than thirty. Oh God, no, less than three minutes. Um, Legato wins wins this match. They yep. get the W. They move on. Um, nothing to talk about. The only thing, Brian, that I was gaining any interest was Selena Vega commentary, but because she is hot, <laughs> this woman is so freaking gorgeous, bro. Like my God. I mean, just us, just she is the definition of a smoke show, like Malachi Black. She is <laughs> so much, dude. Props, bro. Like the fact that you get to go home to that, that that deserves props in itself. Yeah, man. Again, the match itself, dude. So Legato is going to be facing Imperium, and again, this is my uh, what I was talking about earlier about how this mm-hmm. tag tournament makes no sense. You have a heel team and a heel team. Facing yep. off against one another. Like, Brian, there's pretty much, out of all the four teams that are left, there's one babyface team, and that's Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's just, that tells you that the tag division is, it sucks. It just truly sucks. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, yes, the teams itself, you know, we like and we respect, but but when you try to, when when you throw this bullshit out here, in regards to putting in a tag tournament and just throwing in heel versus heel shit, mm-hmm. not making sense. What's the point? You know what I mean? And, and right. that's just where I can't get in, invested into this tag division. I just, I just can't, man. Uh, Brian, your, your thoughts with, with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not invested at all. It was a, you know, okay match, I guess obviously sets up. So, I mean, the, the end of the tournament here is obviously set up to be, drew and sheamus against imperium um you know you can already already write that so yeah just not much excitement overall um moving on you know and then again with it and it it helps or it it even hurts its cause again because i'm thinking 
I mean, I could see him going with Imperium to win, but if the way it seems now, it'll be Sheamus and McIntyre. And, you know, a month after that, they'll cease to even be a tag anymore. So why do I care? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Again, the only th- again, just to, to end things, Selena Vega. Like if you think again, I, I know. Like, listen, guys, I'm 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 a grown ass man, and I like beautiful women. Okay, leave me alone. Okay, like this woman by the week is just getting sexier and sexier and sexier. I'm sorry, man. Just again, I gotta throw it out there. Okay, if you're offended, okay, again, we're we're grown men. We're grown men on this platform that just likes beautiful women. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, man. So we move on uh, to the final uh, little backstage segment before the contract signing. Uh, mm-hmm. in the main event segment, this again, Sami Zayn walking back into Roman's locker room. Um, you know, he tells uh, Sami Zayn to sit down and he says, you know, and he's not looking at him. I like how Sami Zayn's like sitting behind him and like Roman Reigns is in front of him. He's not like face to face with him. He's kind of like yeah. over his shoulder as he talks. Like that's so believable to me, like being like the tribal chief. Try, yeah, kind of like, like belittling him a little bit. Everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he tells Sami Zayn, he's like, listen, you know, like it's no secret, man. Like I have, I have a temper. You know, I mean, I have a temper that that shows at times and, you know, but that's why I have the wise man to consult with that anger. You know, he's like, you know, and he's and he goes on to say, like, you know, listen, you know, you know, I get it. You know, you want to be part of the team. You want to know what's going on. And, and, and you know, Sammy's in agreement. So like he's like, exactly like, you know, I, I it's so awesome to hear you say that. You know, I was expecting the worst when I came in here, you know. Um, but yeah, man, the, you know, and he goes on to say, listen, you know, whatever. I will do what's best for the bloodline and this family first. Like that is my main priority. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, man, just really heart to heart. And um, yeah. And then he goes on and then Roman reigns, you know, they're, they're starting into come. It's crazy, man, how we start off at the beginning of the night, there's hostility, there's a lot of tension. And now it seems like that tension is starting to, to right. wear off. That story is being told. I'm like, okay, like now we're on the same page. I freaking love it again. Yep. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, man. And so, um, yeah. So then Roman Reigns goes on to say, you know, listen, you know, here's what I need you to do. Uh, as I go out to the, I'm going to go out and sign this contract. Solo's going to come out with me. I need you and the Usos to make sure you guys got the SUVs running. You got the the jets up and ready to go. And like, when I sign this contract, let's get the hell out of here. All right. Right. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, trust me. I was like, I will not mess this up. And then Sammy goes back in for that fist pump and he's like, I owe you one of those. And they fist pump. And, and that's when you, and you hear like a small little crowd pop into the crowd. Like when they give the fist pump, I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just like how, like, cause again, guys, like Sammy Zayn is so over. So when he went for that fist pump earlier in the night, you felt like the, you felt for Sammy Zayn. He's just like, yeah. Him hanging yep. and Roman Reigns is just so furious at him. And you felt for Sammy Zayn. And then you felt for him when he, when Roman gave him that fist pump, I just thought that was really exactly. cool. Exactly. Again, giving people a connection with the crowd, building a connection, even if it's just fist pumps delivering to just each a other. Fist pump. If there's a yep. story behind it, that delivers a connection. And I love that type of stuff, man. If there's a mm-hmm. reason behind it, it, it it can create magic and it creates yep. a connection with the crowd and that's what it did, man. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, Brian, I'm going to get to your thoughts with this last yeah. main event segment. <clears throat> as I want to try to finish up this, uh, this sure. show. And again, we're going to go into our top five list in just a few moments. So, but yeah, man, uh, final segment of the night. This was the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. So Roman Reigns hits the ring first, his long drawn out freaking entrance, which I love, <laughs> but you know, you know, it's like, it's, it's funny how this by after the, by, 
we get back from commercial, this dude's still entering the ring. Right. I just find it funny. Uh, Roman Reigns, he's got his, he, uh, he's he's finally in the ring. Adam Pierce is in the ring with the contract in hand. He's with Solo. He's with uh, Paul Heyman. Kicks his feet up on the onto the uh, the contract table. He's got some nice fresh kicks and all. Um, yeah, man. Then Kevin Owens. Before Kevin Owens can comes out, they're waiting on him. Kevin and you know Roman Reigns is just chilling with his feet up and like, all right, let's you know get this contract. Let's get this over with. And all of a sudden, bro, Kevin Owens just comes through the crowd out of nowhere. Just, out of, yeah, out of nowhere, like an RKO <laughs> out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And uh, and just, yes, yeah, he goes after Solo, um, you know, super kicks uh, Solo Sokoa. The Usos try to come out to the aid, but to no avail. Kevin Owens ends up taking control. He gains the upper mm-hmm. hand. Um, and this results into a stunner. Um, actually, but it was right before, um, right before the Usos came out, Kevin Owens delivered a stunner right, right. Uh, to Roman Reigns, bro, like a vicious stunner. And that's of course when the Usos came out. They try to try to help their tribal chief. They tried to, you know, get the upper hand, but again to no avail. Um, you know, and then you know, Kevin Owens, he signs the contract standing up again. Paul Adam Pierce is, you know, he's he's dipped. He's nowhere to be found now mm-hmm. after the, all the chaotic stuff has started. Uh yeah, man. So uh Kevin Owens, he signs the contract, it's official. And then that's when Sami Zayn comes out. He's the last person to come out, but yet the the damage has pretty much already been done, man. You know, everybody's right. pretty much laid out. You know, they're they're face to face. Sami Zayn is on the ring apron. Kevin Owens is in the middle of the ring. Um, and yeah, he tosses Zayn um the contract before or after and then after that he uh he takes off, leaves through the crowd um um to escape through the bloodline because I think the bloodline was coming back into the ring as he was escaping to right uh, in order to, you know. Because he knows that obviously the odds are not in his favor, so he sees the he sees the Usos and the and Solo coming back into the ring. He looks at Sammy, gives him a smile, throws him the contract, and yeah, man. And then there's like a little stare down between Kevin Owens and uh, the rest of the Bloodline. The Bloodline's trying to help Roman Reigns up as uh, Roman Reigns was also uh, sent through a table. It was a pop up power bomb through the table. Yeah. Um, on uh. Uh, from Kevin Owens to Roman Reigns, uh, right through the comment or right through the contract table. So they're trying to help him up. Sami Zayn's like staring down Kevin Owens to the crowd, and Paul Heyman has this look on his face, like it's you're like, uh oh, like dude, you know, Sami Zayn's mm-hmm. time is wearing very, 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 very thin. Yeah, um, you know, you know, it's just like the fact that Sami Zayn was, it took him so long to get out into the ring. You know, while all the damage was done, Roman Reigns was already laid out and already here comes Sami Zayn. So I'm sure that story is going to be told like, dude, like what, like the Usos came out, you know, was able to come out before that, that final blow, which was that, that pop-up powerbomb through the table. Like, where were you, bro? Like, what the hell took you so long? Like, I thought we were good. Like what, like what happened here? And Paul Heyman's face told the entire story. And you know, like what he said from early in the night, I never liked this dude since day one. And he continues to grow cautiousness and just, he just does not trust this dude. He, he, right, like right. he just, you could tell in his face, he's just like, like the hell are you doing, bro? Like it's it, like, it took you, it finally, it took you this long to get out here. Mm-hmm. You know, our freaking tribal chief is already out on, he's already just been battered and bruised on the floor. Like, where were you, bro? You know? And then, yeah, man, Kevin Owens is just standing tall. He's in, he's in the, uh, He's in the crowd. 
wearing again the Jay Briscoe armband. Freaking love it. Again, yeah, if you guys watch yeah. ROH, you know the ties between him and Jay Briscoe and the Briscoe brothers. And yeah, man, just we go off the air. And that is Friday night SmackDown, man. Again, just let me let me deliver. Cliffhanger. I'm gonna deliver a round of applause <laughs> because I don't do this enough. On this platform, I'll Again, second that. In re- in yep. regards to, in regards to this story, Brian, just from mm-hmm. start to finish, beautiful. I, I yep. mean, this everything being told from the beginning to the end of the show is just absolutely just so well done. From the hostility to start the show off between Owens and Zayn, to leading all the way up to where we thought their issues were resolved, they they got back on the same page, they talked it out thanks to Paul Heyman, right. And, and now there's now again there's uh there's another reason to to not trust Sami Zayn. Like, what are your mm-hmm. true intentions, bro? Like, do you know, like, are you like are are you using us? Like, are is this just like because we don't trust you, bro? Like, all these tendencies that you're doing with the facial expressions you gave last week and being yeah. late to your assignment to help the tribal chief while he's being attacked by Owens. Like, and then that's what I mean, man. Like his, you know. The, it's wearing thin on him, you know, it, yeah. and, it's, and it won't be for long until the bloodline just says enough. And they just, they deliver that, uh, that final blow to Sami Zayn and uh, kick and kicking him out of the bloodline for good, man. But yeah, man, outside of the tag tournament matches, which again, like I mentioned, or filler start to finish, man, outside of that was just so well done. And imagine Brian, imagine if you can, if you can assemble yourself, just, another storyline or two, maybe even three in this show. Mm-hmm. And again, I know gone are days of the, of, of the, the 1990s and when professional wrestling was at its peak, but man, if you can somehow manage to pull that off with this bloodline story, the professional wrestling world as a whole, man, would just be in so much in a better place. Yeah, for sure. And it's just it's just so cool to at least see that we at least have something, man. And yeah, like I mentioned earlier, at the top of the show, man. SmackDown, it not <clears> only <throat> is it carrying WWE, it is carrying professional wrestling on its freaking back right now. Brian, your final thoughts, man. So yeah, excellent segment. Um, loved it. Love the fact that it's uh, you know, leaves you again with a cliffhanger sort of at the end. So you gotta tune in next week to to find out what happens, or Monday, I guess. But um, so, yeah, I'll go back to one of the promos earlier in the night. Right. So Sammy's trying to always remain in the good graces. Right. Always do what the tribal chief says to the best of his ability. Right. So they're, they've already told the story of, you know, I guess they felt uh, or, or, you know, uh, Roman felt that Sammy was hiding something from him. Right. So they told that story. So now to get back in his good graces, like, okay, basically handle the logistics, right? Get the cars, get the guys, right? Make sure everything's set to set to go. So you get out there, you know, Rome, have Roman in the ring. Well, what's Sammy doing, right? He's trying to do exactly what the tribal chief told him to do, right? So that story, it's already there, man, going into next week of, again, why why weren't you there, right? And it's it's... Because the story, and I think they're doing a, a really great job of it. The story is, you know, Sammy's not trying to screw over the bloodline, right? He's generally trying to do what's needed, right? And they're, yet they're still going to blame him for things that they told him to do, or specifically that Roman told him to do, right? 
And so that's, again, it's just going to create that storyline going into next week where now I, I don't know if you've seen this and I don't know how accurate or true it is, but they've, it, I've seen it on social media where they're canceling the, um, the uh the ceremony to honor the tribal chief but now it's it's going to be yes, basically so. Sami Zayn on questioning Sami Zayn it's right like, it's like the it's like a court like a <laughs> right like right Sami Zayn's going to court right yeah, right yeah, they, the they, the they tribal much, court uh, yeah they yeah. pretty much kind of just canceled the uh the whole acknowledgement ceremony and yeah it's been replaced with uh with like a a court segment i forgot the name of the actual segment yeah i can't remember Sami either Zane but into court or something like that and seeing like uh and i'm sure listen like i know it sounds kind of cheesy and weird but i'm sure when we get into it on monday night i'm sure because at, at this point brian i i tr i trust in sammy kevin owens and, yep 100 uh, roman reigns in the entire crew that they're going to deliver so yeah thought so i've i have no problem with that at all but and it also just a Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish Just to close up real quick, too. KO, too, you know, getting one over on the bloodline. I thought that was... You know, just just the way he did it, you know, was short, quick, you know, fought off the bloodline, hit him with a stunner and a pop-up powerbomb, and, you know, just to put that little bit of doubt of, you know... Because I, I, I think everybody can agree, Roman's still going to retain at the Rumble, but just that, you know, I just need one quick stunner, right? And, and I gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that was pretty good. Absolutely, man. Yeah, like I said, man, from top to bottom, you know, with this storyline and, of course, with Bray Wyatt mm -hmm. and LA Knight, just a really, really decent, really, really good show, man. Again, yeah, they can, again, best if, I've seen in months. If they, can, if they can find a way to get at least some other storylines, which I have no faith in, I mean, let's just be honest, <laughs> I will literally come on and actually say the word, look out, guys, great. Yeah. I don't say great a whole lot, do I? Because guess what? They – this company doesn't, you know, this company doesn't do a lot of great shit anymore. They just don't. So yeah, and if I'm being yeah. honest, again with everything going on with McMahon and selling the company, like I don't, I don't trust any. I don't think anything is going to be set in stone or a set, steady, consistent thing because there's just too much shit up in the air, man. I, I, I think it's, you know, hopefully, again, we got we got the Wyatt story in L.A. Night and and uh, the Bloodline story. That's great. Cody's coming back. That's an awesome story. So a lot of good shit to look forward to. But yeah, I, I just in the back of my mind, I'm just like, eh, it's it's going to be up and down. I think, you know, that's Vince McMahon for you. Uh, yeah, show. yeah. That roller coaster <laughs> of, uh, of emotions, man. But this All this right. one was good, man. This one was good. Absolutely, man. Hey, listen for everybody that just you know. And to end this, man, as we go into our top five list in a, in a few moments here, you know, if, if there's people, if there's listeners out there that are just sick and tired of us being negative, well, there you go. There's our, <laughs> there's our positive, our, our positive right? uh, words. It was you know, a good, good show. Top, good shit, top to bottom, man. When you, when you deliver good shit, you're going to hear positive talk from us. If you deliver bad shit, then, you know, you're going to hear ranting and raving and all that good jazz. So, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Without further ado, it is time for our third edition of Top 5 Wrestlers of the Week. Now, this is actually the first time we've done this uh, in a while. I think the first time we've done this, uh, uh, you know, via uh you know, camera was uh, right, right. Episode yeah, because you know, last was, yeah last Saturday I had to Saturday, just set yeah, mine last in. Week, last week I was I did an audio 
uh, format type of show. Um, right, right. You know, still reading off of Brian your top five list and also and also including mine. So yeah, man, it's been a minute since we've been yep. in this type of setting. So, but yeah, man, let's just dive straight into it, man. Brian, I'm going to have you start off, deliver your top five, then I will deliver my top five. The floor is yours. Take it away, my brother. Sure thing. Well, uh, I'm going to start out with just a, I got a few honorable mentions here because it, it really was a. It it was tough to crack the top five uh, this week. There was a good seven to ten wrestlers I was considering uh, throughout it. But uh, L.A. Knight, honorable mention, as we already went over his promo uh, earlier, uh, so I won't rehash it too much. But just he's doing great work. I love him in the storyline. He's continuing to kill it. Uh, We've also mentioned a couple times throughout Paul Heyman. I was really wanted to put him in there at number five. Um, but yeah, just Thursday or yeah, Friday night, just throughout the whole show, every, his, his looks, his, just the little bit he did say so good. So uh, honorable mention for him. And then also that uh, we didn't talk about it in the show, but uh carrying cross, I, I felt he delivered an okay promo. Um, Again, I, I think the problem with him is is booking because I, I think he's he's doing okay. And this this match going into to Rumble with uh, Rey Mysterio, I feel is just um, you know because the feud there is eventually going to be Dominic and Ray. So after they have this match at Rumble, I don't really know where Karrion Cross is going, but I hope they have something for him because I really I, I want to see more of him. I think he's doing pretty good, so I'll give him a an honorable mention uh, for this week. Uh, but my number five, I still got the 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 shitty little uh, thing here, so I got to hold it up. But uh, my number five is MJF. Um, so he's been slowly, I, I think he started out for me since we started doing this, maybe at number three. And I think he's gone to three, four, and five. Um, but he's just, you know, he hasn't had any matches. It's just been the little, you know, promos that he's had. But even again, this this past Wednesday, as we discussed on that show, uh, he was in it for maybe ninety seconds, but he was hands down the best part of the show. Um, that promo that he cut with Brian Cage, I think that's what that's why mainly why I got him in my number five spot. I think he he did a really good job of uh, getting that emotion to come through the screen. So he's my number five. Uh, am, are, am I going through all of them or are we switching off? Just go through your whole list. Go man. through mine. Yep. All right. So number four, then I got KO. Uh, I feel just, again, he, this Friday night, wasn't in a, a huge segment, just the, uh, uh, the main event there closing out the night. But um, I think the story he's been telling with the bloodline and Sammy's has been great work and just the, to finally really see him, you know, get one over, you know, especially on Roman, you know, able to hit him with a stunner and uh, put him through the table to put that little, the little doubt in Romans and and the bloodlines minds, you know, that, yeah, you you better take him seriously. Uh, So that's who I got into my number four. Number three, I got Roman. Roman Reigns, I think, um, again, as we discussed in this show in particular, all throughout the night, every segment he did, the facial expressions, the 
like going back and forth between, you know, I'm pissed at Sammy. No, it was my fault. We're all good to now leading into shit, Sammy, where were you? Right. So again, I expect them fully to continue delivering in, in every way they have been delivering. It's just been a fan- fantastic story by everybody. Uh, let's see. My number two is going to be. Bray Wyatt. Um, I loved, love the uh, introduction um, back of the Funhouse uh, Firefly, you know, Funhouse. I thought that was great. Again, just the whole, you know, the dynamic between him and LA Knight and also the dynamic between him and Uncle Howdy. Man, it's just, they're telling a great story. Again, this this promo that he left, it, give, it leaves me with, with uh, more questions than it does answers, right? So I want to tune in next week to see, to start filling in the blanks, right? <laughs> okay, how does this fit? That's that's the beauty of it. Uh, and number one for this week, I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. Uh, again, um, all throughout the night, delivered uh, great promos, great work. And from where he went to, you know, being in the doghouse, essentially, to now I'm back in Roman's good graces. I'm going to go, you know, do handle this this thing for him. And now, oh, shit, Roman just got stunned in the ring and, you know, the bloodline's been taken out. So, again, where they're going with this. Um, and really, you know, I, I thought this was going to last maybe closer, you know, to Mania. But I think this is pretty much all going to go down by or, or, or SummerSlam and the and the night after, right? I, I think this is it's it's gone to a point now where you know now now it wasn't just you know the Usos getting jacked up or or Solo, but now it was Roman taking the stunner, right? So I I think they're gonna really make this turn here in the next you know at the Rumble and uh, and I'm here for it man it's it's been great I'm looking forward to it and uh so yeah that's my top five man uh, again Sammy number one Bray Wyatt number two Roman Reigns number three Kevin Owens four and MJF number five All right man nice I like it I like it I like it man. Now it is my turn. What you got? What you got? Turn. It is my top five list. Now I also have some honorable mentions as well. And I'm with you in the same boat, Brian. This was actually, there was a lot of wrestlers in this honorable mentions list that I truly mm-hmm. wanted to put in there. Yeah. That first honorable mention is Kevin Owens. I really wanted to put him in number five because I definitely thought in that main event segment, he really looked truly like a true baby face where yeah he should be taken seriously you know so it was hard to put him in out of that top five but he does deserve an honorable mention my mm-hmm. other two is going to be alexa bliss and bianca belair i just think that they the least deserve their kudos from what they did on monday night raw the whole uncle howdy appearing through the entrance way of the ring this past monday night on raw bianca sure. Belair deserves her kudos in that brawl segment so bianca belair deserves a tremendous uh a tremendous um, honorable mention. And then I have Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley. The stare down. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but that got me intrigued. 
Mm -hmm. full throttly, man. Like that was really, really cool. So I had to, to mention them. Um, of course, LA Knight, of course, just doing a tremendous job uh, yep. doing his part from this past Friday. Um, so he he definitely deserves kudos. And then I also have some people from TNA. I have Bully Ray and I have Mickey James. If you All guys right. haven't catched it uh, from, from Impact, they deliver. Now, I listen, I know people have their thoughts about Bully Ray. He says a lot mm -hmm. of crazy, wacky <laughs> stuff about wrestling which we say thank God that he's not booking and being a, a creative writer in these wrestling shows. But, you know, Bully Ray, as a performer, man, he deserves his credit. And even at his age, he's still able to deliver some really cool stuff. And he did. Yeah, yep, for sure. And Mickey James, man, she delivered just a just a tremendous fire promo face-to-face -face with Bully Ray. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out, man. Uh, yeah, I, do, I haven't seen that. Mickey James was also in my honorable mentions, man. You know, I try to do my best, guys, to to make sure that, you know, if there is a wrestler outside of WWE and AEW, because rarely you will see other promotions outside of those two companies be in this top five. Uh, but, you know, if, if there's a case for it, man, I'll make a case for it and I'll put them in this honorable mention. Yeah, so. and to any, any hardcore fans out there, man, sorry, but like, uh, what's his name said? Like, uh, I got kids, man. Like, I try to watch, I, I try to watch, you know, different, <laughs> right. you know, I try to watch as much as I can, but between yeah. work and kids, yeah, I, I got limited time, man. That's right. That's <laughs> right, man. So, yeah, Mickey James is in my honorable mentions. Hardcore country. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I love her. I don't know. What, that's just catchy to me. But, yeah, man. So, yeah, Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens, and L.A. Now, I wanted to put these people in. Those were those were the, yeah, the all, of people yep. that I wanted to put in. But Case for all of them. But these people that I have in my top five, to me, just were – just got the the longer end of the stick, man. And at number five, at number five, drum roll. I apologize if this is going to fall, so I don't trust that this is going to stick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Paul Heyman. That's yes, right. sir. It is yeah. Paul Heyman. Um but yeah, man, this isn't going to stay upright, so I'm just going to hold it. I'm just going to hold it up for everybody. Can everybody see that? Yep, yep, we got it. So I'm going to hold this up as I talk, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, man, Paul Heyman is number five, man. And I know, Brian, he was in your honorable mentions, man. Yep, yep. For this week, as, as far as this week is concerned, it was just so hard for me not to put him in this list. From mm -hmm. start to finish, this dude was a major factor in this show he just absolutely was. i mean from start to finish from you know talking with roman and trying to you know bring you know say some words and trying to enlighten roman saying hey bro we need Sami Zayn." like we mm -hmm. in, in order to deal with kevin owens going into the rumble we need Sami Zayn right now and just his facial expressions his storytelling and able to build tremendous chemistry with uh with Roman and Sami Zayn for that matter. Yep. It's just flawless, man. And I have to put Paul Heyman in this list. So yes, managers are included. Managers <laughs> are included, man. Paul Heyman himself. When you're that good. If yeah. you're that good as a manager, you don't even need to freaking wrestle, bro. If you're yep. that good, you yep. will be in this top five. So Paul Heyman is is uh number five for me. And then at number number four. is MJF. MJF is number four. 
on this top five list. So yeah, man. Um, you know, that I understand with the whole storyline, um, mm-hmm. knowing that it, it's, it's not leading to anything that crazy. It's just Brian Danielson kind of just running a, some sort of gauntlet for a month, you know, having to get to yeah. MJF, but I'm putting MJF in this segment because of obviously the, the, the segment that he cut, um, talking about man, like, you know, not even a, an American dragon can take down from what's behind the mask. What I have mm-hmm. coming for you at revolution when they face off each other for the AW world title. And then that whole interaction with Brian cage, the best, pretty much, pretty much what gave that dynamite show life. If it wasn't <laughs> for that show, Brian, like, I don't 100%. know if we would have done, I don't even know if we would have done an AW dynamite review. I really, <laughs> I, I'm honest to God. And that, but that's, I, I how hear you on MJ, that, man. that's how good MJF is, is that he yep. can get people intrigued and he can bring in numbers in the snap of a finger. Um, so, so, I, so I, yeah, that I 90 seconds was the best part. Yeah, man. I, and I think it would be foolish to leave him off of this list, man. So MJF is my number, uh, my number four. And then at number three, at number three, I have Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. is number three. Do I even need to waste my breath? <laughs> Why this guy <laughs> is at number five? At number three, the bringing back the Firefly Funhouse again. His chemistry with LA Knight, the fact that he can just pull off any type of character, whether it's the Eater of Worlds, whether it's Funhouse Bray, whether it's the Fiend, which is probably what we're gonna get next Smack or in the next week on SmackDown before the yeah. show to the Rumble. Everything this dude touches turns to gold. He is a needle mover. He is a Mm -hmm. draw, like I mentioned earlier, man. Bray Wyatt is that dude right now. He brings in the numbers. Even if you're not a fan of Bray Wyatt, like I mentioned before, you're still going to tune in. And that's why Bray Wyatt is doing this better than a lot of people in this industry. And if I left him out on this list, it would be an absolute crime. So he is my number three. At number two, number two. is the tribal chief Roman Reigns and number two again guys I don't think I need to waste my breath on this either just throughout the whole show on Smack on Smackdown mm-hmm. just the way he tells a story not just from his words but his facial expressions everything in between Roman Reigns the only time guys you're not going to see Roman on this list for the most part it's just when he's not on the show because he's that <laughs> freaking good yeah, as of in the in professional wrestling period right now, he mm. is that dude. He is that star in the industry, and it like I said, man, it's for for weeks on end. It's going to be hard to knock off Roman off on this list or off of this list. Um, yeah, if he's on the show now, if he's off the show, obviously you know it's 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 an easier case. But when he is on the show, it's hard to always include to to x out of him in this top five. So again, man, Roman Reigns is that dude. And uh, yeah, man, just continuing to kill it as always. And at number one, sure is. Yep. At number one of top five wrestlers of the week is Sami Zayn. Yes, sir. Sami Zayn is number one mm-hmm. uh, for this week, man. So, Brian, I am with you, man. Again, Sami Zayn, I've mentioned this even last week. I believe he was my number one last week. He was my number two the week after, before that. 
yeah, man, Sami Zayn, like he is part of this this storyline that is carrying professional wrestling, and he is yep. the he is part of the engine of this storyline. The main focal point of this storyline, like I've mentioned in previous videos, is Sami Zayn, and he has done everything, like everything under the sun, to hit home runs and grand slams week after week yeah. after week and after freaking week. Um, but yeah, man, you know, and of course. With Kevin Owens as concerned, I understand Kevin Owens is doing his part and he deserves his praise. Like I mentioned him in the honorable mentions, but like I said, man, Sami Zayn is the main focal point of this of mm -hmm. this story. And I think it would also be a crime to, you know, whether you agree he is top, you know, he's the top wrestler of the week, you know, is the eye of the beholder. But you right. know, you can't argue, man, that this dude, the storyline that he's in, the amount of vestment that people have in him, that he should be off this list, man. So yeah, he is my number one, man. So there it is right there, man. Brian, go ahead and hold, hold yours up as well, man. So my top five is Paul Heyman at number five. Number four is MJF. Number three is Bray Wyatt. Number two is Roman Reigns. And number one is the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn. And there you there have you it, go. man. And there's, and there's, Brian let me, well, let me man. say a uh, real quick about Sami Zayn, man. I, I hope, uh, you know, really in this year, I, at some point this year, like, um, I like it. I, I hope he gets a legit title shot and a, and a title run out of the, after, after this bloodline story is kind of over. Yeah. Um, I think more than uh, other than Danielson with the, the yes movement, I can't think of anybody else that's gotten more over organically, um, than Sammy, you know, in the last, a decade or so i might be missing a couple here and there but um just in regards to sammy man i i think it's it, he's proven he can be he can tell a story he's always been able to wrestle we know that um you know so i, I hope this uh you know turns out to a, a title shot a, a program with somebody down the road this year cody him and cody man I, i'd pay to see them wrestle i'd like to see that so anyway just a quick Shout out to Zammy, man. That's he's he's really, you know, over the last year, really stepped up everything about his his entire game, man. Absolutely, man. The Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, the entire bloodline, mm -hmm. um, all of them, yeah, for sure, deserves tremendous props, man. But yeah, man, we are we are gearing up for the Royal Rumble, man. A lot is about excited to go down. about that. A lot man. of content is about to be brought to you guys, man. And then we are going to be on the road to WrestleMania, whether. Yeah. Whether, like I mentioned from previous uh, previous episodes, it's either going to be nice, smooth sailing, or it's going to be one bumpy, uncomfortable ride. But we're going to be, but yeah. we're all going to be here, man, along for this journey. That's, so I can, uh, I haven't been more excited for two shows coming up here. Other, you know, the the thirtieth anniversary and the royal the Royal Rumble together. I haven't been excited about the you know two shows like that in a while, man. So I'm, I'm really. Oh, don't let us down, Vince, <laughs> or or Triple H or whoever, man. Yeah, man, guys, thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. This was episode number nine, reviewing SmackDown from January twentieth, twenty twenty three. Guys, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Make sure you guys tune in on Tuesday when we do cover Monday Night Raw this week. It is the thirty thirtieth anniversary 30 year anniversary of monday night raw all the legends everybody 
will be there. Well, maybe not all the legends, but you'll get a handful of legends. The Rock, uh, maybe. Who? Huh? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? Like I said, there's a lot of questions, and that's why it's gonna be it's gonna be yep. interesting. And like I said, we're all in part of the journey, and we're all gonna be a part of the ride. So that's gonna be a review on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be back here again to uh, review AW Dynamite for Thursday night. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, and then gearing up to the Royal Rumble uh, yep. for a review, which will be um, a week from today. Our first pay-per-view review with a Looking twist, forward man. to so it. You guys yeah. have to stay tuned. You guys have to stay tuned, man. This is not just going to be any type of, you know, any type of review review that we've done in the past. There's going to be a little bit of a twist, but you guys got to stay tuned to find that out, man. So. We're extremely excited, man. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Everybody who's been along with, uh, who's been a part of the ride in this community, and yeah, man, uh, that is it. Is that is going to be it for this episode? Again, tune in on Tuesday for episode number ten. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off, man. Saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>